welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Cool. Hello. Welcome to episode 493 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very, very well. I'm Good to hear well. it. Um, you're looking well as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it was last week or the previous episode we told everyone that you kind of you've had you've been given uh, doctor's orders to carry on and crack on. You're you're back to your best. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Which which is kind of odd, really, because um, it's only been a year that I spent so long being ill. Um, mm. It's realizing how easy it is to kind of take on a personality or a personality feeling, a trait. Um, and it's like, I can't dine out on that anymore. It's yeah. like, I've got, I've got to be well now. Oh, come on. I know, but I'm sure it'll be years because you've got in the habit. Well, we'll talk about this today, actually, even the podcast, but you've got in the habit of being ill and probably your routine's changed and people have got in the habit of knowing that you're ill. So the first question is always around, how are you doing? How are you feeling? So yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to stop asking you how you are now and just, uh, yeah. No, no, I think you should. Um, you know, how are you? Is there anything I can do for you? Can I lend you a fiver? You know, anything like that. <laughs> Don't feel shy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about procrastination, whether it's good for us or not. On the back of a blog post that Sean's written, which is on our website at liveinthepresent.co.uk. Um, all the show notes and links and all the previous episodes are there as ever. And, yeah, if you sign up to the email list on the homepage, we'll send you uh, alerts. Um, as soon as these episodes and blog posts go out, which isn't too shabby, is yeah. it? Yeah, very good. Um, very good. I think you should still also get all the free meditation files as well that we... Uh, yeah, yeah. A bit They're of a all there. Thing. It's They're all there, man. There's no excuses, guys. Blammy neck. It's um, all happening. <laughs> yeah, well, it is all happening, yeah. So you're you're getting yourself back ship-shape and fighting fit, and I've got lots going on. We're, we're kind of talking about whether it's good or not to chill out a little bit and do nothing sometimes but I'm, I'm not very good at that myself at the moment i'm living life at a thousand miles an hour which probably yeah. is healthy well the, the thing that i've found is that um uh, i've got, still got a lot of people and it is a lot of people who are saying things like they got problems getting going again since covid and right. since working at home and going back into the office um and people realised, uh, a lot of people realised that when they were at home, they could actually get their work done. They could do it all, but in less hours than they would have done if they'd gone into the office. Uh-huh. So people might spend time at home having a longer lunch break, going out in the garden or that kind of stuff, or maybe even going for a little walk. Um, yeah. And then feeling guilty because should I tell anybody that? Because then they'd know that I wasn't working and I was at home and I was being paid kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but um, people actually getting back into the office hmm. and then finding that um, uh, either they slow down work-wise because they didn't do it at home or they um, are there for huge periods of time drumming their fingers thinking what wasn't been doing. Um, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, uh, I haven't had an office job um, for a while. I mean, I, I had an office for for a good chunk of time where I used to come and we used to record a lot, actually. So, mm. um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, my my work's always been quite flexible, but I do remember a time when I had a regular job in an in an office after uni and all that, and during uni when I was um, doing summer jobs at the hospital, which where I met you actually, funnily enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. From going to work, it's not just about the work, is it? There's the whole social side, but I mean, I do remember kind of having a good burst of energy in the morning and getting all my stuff done, and then you'd have your lunch break, and then after lunch, um, yeah, not not much would happen. <laughs> you were yeah. kind of, and it you know it varies for everyone's job. We all do different. Well, not all of us work, and we can we could the definition the definition of work probably demand deserves a bit of explanation as well. But for your traditional nine to five gig. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we can. A lot of us can relate to the fact that, um, yeah, a lot of that time isn't actually spent working. So, but, what do you think of this idea of um, them reducing the work week to four days, like they are doing on the continent a bit? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think there's some studies in the UK. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. So, the, the concept mm-hmm. of the four day work week is, is yeah. gaining quite a lot of traction. Uh, politically, I know, like within the Green Party, I remember is that that's kind of that's something that we want to push for for industry and for jobs that that would allow it. And a lot of the early data where experiments have gone on shows that um, staff productivity goes up, uh, mm. and like, the people value that extra bit of time off from work and get get just as much, if not more, done. Mm. Yeah, in the four days where they are working, so I think it's great, and I guess. Not all jobs can do it, probably, you know, because certain not all jobs are nine to five desk jobs, are they? But uh, um, yeah. I think where possible, we should aim for that kind of thing. Because I kind of, I kind of wonder what the point to life is. Because we we can all, and I get dragged into work just as much as a lot of people. It's easy to to have every hour consumed, isn't it? By it. Um, but yeah, what is the ultimate goal for humanity? Is it so that we're all chock a block busy doing? mad little things or is it are we should we be carving out more time to spend with our fam- friends and family and with ourselves as well but we do have an attitude don't we that people that don't do things are lazy or whatever yeah you know? and yeah. there is that thing about we're supposed to be busy but the idea for me about when people are very very busy they're usually busy because they're avoiding facing themselves mm. and when you procrastinate let's say rather use the word procrastination, that you actually sit and you're still and you actually listen to your mind, could even be meditation or whatever, um, that you are actually actively dealing with yourself, which you don't do when you're busy, 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 got to do, got to do, got to do. And like the being busy is a kind of an anesthetic, I think, to to avoid facing up to self, you know, from I know that's that's the really interesting thing. I think it's, it's so cultural this stuff, isn't it? I think I can't remember where I saw it, but I think there's a kind of a there's a meme out there that shows a, a person staring out of the window, an office window, and it, you know, in in one culture, in the Western culture, they're seen as someone wasting time. You know, they're trying to knock off from work, getting away from their emails or whatever. Whereas in Eastern culture, I think it's Japanese kind of culture where I, I saw it that person that is staring out the window listlessly is being productive. They're kind of, they're thinking things through, they're worrying about a task maybe they need to think through properly. So they're not, the person staring out the window isn't wasting time. You know, they're, yeah. they're doing something productive and that, that 
act of taking some time out to process is is productive so in the west Mm -hmm. and in the uk maybe we've got a real cultural issue haven't we with with, um and it's something i kind of not struggle with but i'm kind of known as someone in my group of mates and family that is quite laid back and chilled out and kind of Mm -hmm. the lazy one Uh, Mm -hmm. but anyway i take it on the chin and take it quite i don't mind it because I, i think i do value deep down uh, the, the kind of the, t- the time to think things through and to explore ideas so how, how are you perceived as lazy i don't get that i mean um, I, I know i know you quite well and i don't see you as lazy well, yeah no i've got quite a reputation in the family and, and friends to be to be in the lazy one but uh i think it's just because I'm, I'm generally seen as the quite laid back chilled out person who um isn't going 100 miles an hour all the time uh mm work and a lot of it a lot of it is a bit for show i do kind of play up to being the the lazy one whereas you know under the water my legs are going like that and unbeknownst yeah. to smashing through yeah. loads of things and i don't know i like to think i'm just efficient with my energy and efficient with with my time but yeah i'm the lazy one <laughs> you lazy bugger you yeah lazy one with the podcast with two jobs two young kids i'm a counselor uh yeah campaigner so i'm yeah i'm the lazy one apparently you want to get on and do something with your life you stop messing about <laughs> bloody hell yeah yeah me so, yeah it's all for show but yeah it's that yeah i mean we do need to find time to ourselves don't we either to process ideas or to just do nothing there's, there's a line in seinfeld the tv show or a kind of a um a concept that nothing is something and uh, mm. so even when you are doing nothing, you're doing something. Mm. Uh, that's something you... But, but I, I think that, that that idea about creativity, I know that for me, I'm the most creative when I am still and quiet and silent. And that may be um, like to be out in... It's nice to be in nature, you know, you're back against a tree in a forest and just close your eyes and, and you just be there. Yeah. Um, and I... I get much more inspiration and ideas and kind of communication with the infinite universe that way rather than rushing around doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I say, nothing is something. So even if you are, I mean, that's the point of meditation, isn't it? Not that I've ever got into it, but even when you're meditating, doing nothing, inverted commas, you are, you're breathing, you're focusing on that breath as your heart's beating. There's all sorts of stuff going on in your own. But, but, but you're actually exercising your brain tissue as well. Um, and there is uh, documentary evidence, medical evidence, of um, the grey matter and the white matter thickening up, getting denser when mm-hmm. uh, when you do a lot of meditation. You, know, you yeah. end up with, with more brain cells, as it were. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with this four-day four work week stuff, I get a bit frustrated because a lot of it is around increasing productivity, um, which like from the business and point of view where we've got to c- constantly be improving the bottom line and the, all that kind of stuff. I kind of struggle with that a little bit because it's like, do we really need to? I mean, I'm sure there are some heavyweight economists that will say that we have to, cause we've got to keep that num- the numbers going up and all, all that. But like, do we really? <laughs> well, that's what we were talking about before was that about capitalism, like capitalism demands that it goes up. Yeah, yep. that's that's the whole point. Is, is I got I need to make more today than I made yesterday. Yeah, to keep to keep yeah. the whole thing going, and then every now and again we get mm-hmm. this massive crash, 
and a bit mm. of a reality check and we start from from nothing again but yeah yeah um yeah uh yeah it's it's, it's but these are hard habits to break aren't they mm. yeah i mean on a on a huge scale like that keeping an, an economy going a global economy um and for for individuals that listening to this that are in the habit of working five days a week and have been for the last 20 30 years you know these are mm-hmm. Uh, and when you've got a mortgage to pay and all that kind of stuff, yeah, they're the tricky things to get out of, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And the idea, I mean, the amount of people that would say to me, including NHS staff, is that the way they balance the books is by doing overtime because they, they get paid, you know, a, a better rate of money for overtime than if they were doing their regular week, so... Mm. Especially if you do overtime, you do, you do a night or something like that, then you get paid quite a lot of money compared to what you'd normally get. You know? Maybe, yeah. I don't know how you... Maybe we need to flip it on its head and you get paid more for doing less <laughs> to kind of discourage I, I, people. I'd, I'd take that job, wouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, there must be some kind of, like, yeah, some way to crack the code and... Um, because, I mean, I guess the, the problem with that is that you're going to have a lot of overworked, exhausted staff who are doing really important work, potentially not running on full charge, making mistakes here and there, and then obviously kind of things can spiral out of control a little bit, can't they? So uh, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't sound too healthy. So I wonder what the economic maths fix would be for that uh, to kind of, yeah, overcome it. They, they did an experiment in the in some of the Chinese uh, factories where they would get people to come away from the the production line five minutes every hour and jump around and scream and sing and all that kind of stuff and then go back to work. And productivity went up. Whereas if they were just nose to the grindstone for eight hours, productivity went down. um, Interesting. There is loads of sense in, in taking a space and one of the things that um, I think I've said it on, on the show before in the past, when I was in Doha, in the hospital there, all the Muslims would take prayer time out. And the non-Muslims would be saying, well, they're so different when they come back. And it's because that they'd been spending their 10, 20 minutes praying and relaxing, doing their, like at the equivalent of, of a mindful meditative experience. And then coming back to work again, and they were like, ah, chilled. So getting the Westerners to do 10-minute meditations at different times during the day transferred, transformed their lives as well. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that is important to be able to take space out. And it's not to see it as being like a lazy thing. Yeah. And we know people that are lazy. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that, that um, all... What we'd see as procrastination is positive, is not. But also not being able to take the space out for you. Because mm. that's what you're doing it for most times. It's for you, isn't it? Now I'm going to walk around the block for me now. Yep. You know, yeah, it's not for my employer or for anybody else. I'm just going to walk around the block and you know, smell the breeze and look at the sky and, you know. Yeah. I've, uh, I mean, I have little slots in my day to try and break things up a little bit and, uh, uh, myself and Jacob, my little lad, my youngest, have taken to having a game of chess before bed or after after dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he, he saw the board, like oh, the chess board up in a cupboard and like, oh, we need to get it down. And he's been watching a bit of YouTube about chess players. So I've never mm-hmm. really played chess to any level. So I'm kind of learning it with him. Um, but that chess is a really cool way to engage your mind big time. Yep. Um, but at the same time, it's probably something that it's, it's a game, isn't it? So it's doing nothing. Um, but that, that's interesting though, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, to me, it's certainly from a neurological point of view, doing something like a puzzle or a quiz or a game that makes your brain work is the thing that stops you getting kind of dementia and Alzheimer's and, and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah. So it's not doing nothing. You're actually um, working on your own mental well-being for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do. Um, I do Wordle every day still. Um, we've got a little family WhatsApp. I've group. never. I've never done a Wordle in my life. Ah, right. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a it's a brilliant little game. Very simple little thing, and it ju- it just kind of because you can only do you can only do it once a day, and then it kind of um, you don't get another puzzle till the following day, so you can't spend hours doing it. Um, you know, some of them some days are trickier than others. Sometimes some days it will take a minute or two, and some days you might need to. You take a few minutes and then take a rest for an hour or two and come back to it later on. But uh, and does everybody get the same one? Yes, it's the same word every day for everyone on planet Earth. All right. Um, and you, you, it keeps a, bit, a track of your statistics, so it'll say you how long you've, you've, how many days in a row you've got it, how many times you've got it in two, three, four, or whatever that kind of thing. So there's a bit of. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a dead simple little game. Um, but that's the kind of beauty of it, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, any of those games, I mean, playing patience, anything like that, exercises the brain matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, on the other on the other end of the scale, I've just started playing the new Zelda game on my Nintendo Switch, which, All right. which came out a few weeks ago. It's called Tears of the Kingdom, and that is like the other end of the spectrum from Wordle, so it's a really... You're in you're in a whole other universe, to be honest. It's this massive world to explore, um, and it's quite complicated in terms of the controls and what you can do. You can swing a sword and fire an arrow, and you've got all these magic abilities to move things around. Um, so, and are you doing that on a screen or on goggles? Or do you... on a screen? Yeah, it's a little handheld mm. switch thing, which you can plug mm. into the telly as well. But I just play it. Yeah. I just play it in bed for like half an hour to an hour every night, um, and it's it's kind of like reading a book, but having a because it's such an in-depth world, but you're you're in control of where the character's going and progressing mm. the story. So, mm. uh, but I, yeah, yeah. But again, playing video games is something seen as a waste of time. And you know what are you doing that for? Um, you know, and there are all kinds of different different kinds of games, but they're a great escape and they're a great. They challenge you in all sorts of different ways. So I would, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I do really value like my. Uh, addiction to uh to video games really so I'm, I'm glad I've, I'm glad i've kept it going into later in life because it's easy for kids to kind of get into gaming but mm. uh, to make time for it later in life is can be tricky but. yeah um, you're making me think i'm sure that in the drawer here i've got a nintendo ds and... uh you might do yeah you, you let you lent us some game a game for it a while ago or a, a disc with loads of games on yeah, yeah. great little thing See, look, I haven't used that for a long time. Ah, there stick. it is. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woo. yeah. yeah the DS is a brilliant little machine. Getting for yeah. like 20, 20 quid on eBay, if that. Can you? <laughs> yeah. I think, oh, well, I think I'll have to. 
get on with it. Yeah, it might be like the best-selling console of all time. It's just it's all tens and tens of millions of those things, but some great little games, and obviously you can take it wherever you go. You can play it in bed or on the train or at your desk for a little bit. So uh, uh, Look at that. I haven't used that for at least a year, and it's still got a charge on it. Hey. Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, I think that there was a game called Brain Training on that, which was yeah, quite yeah, popular I've got for a while. Things. I've got those things, yeah, yeah. So you can do brain, word coach brain yeah. training. That's it. Brain training is brilliant, man. Yeah, it's a really tricky little word puzzles and Sudoku. And then Sherlock Holmes, I've got on there as well. <laughs> brain training. Yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten that. That that was great. I was addicted to that for quite a while. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get all these up, right? There you go. Oh, where's so, Molly? Sort of stuff. so are we kind of agreed on the concept that it's it's important to carve out time to do nothing, inverted commas? Yeah, yeah. And with the inverted commas very definitely over the doing nothing because the doing nothing is doing something. Exactly. You know? and, and that's the point, isn't it? It's like, like I say, I've just rediscovered that I have uh, a Nintendo here, mm. um, which I will have to... Um, play with again um and uh it's, honestly, it's a funny little thing isn't it because i haven't seen it for ages <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a great machine hey brilliant nose yeah uh, do you think it's a bit bizarre that it's still got a, got a charge on it <laughs> it's impressive that yeah yeah it's been on standby the whole time very good yeah amazing amazing don't make them like that they don't make them like that no more do they they don't I made them like that when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, what's your uh, resource of the week then? Um, it's the little book of procrastination. Lots of different ways to overcome procrastination. But I, I would say to everybody that's listening to this, is that, yeah, okay, we're talking about procrastination, but are you really procrastinating? You know, mm. is it that? Um, because maybe it's not. Maybe you are just getting on and doing the kind of things that you need to get on and do. Yep, and you don't need to be worrying about um, whether you take some time out for you. And I mean, the word manana, which is like tomorrow, means tomorrow. Yeah, and so we need to do this manana. You know, do it tomorrow, so we don't have to do it now. Yep. But we live in a world of of immediacy where people get obsessed with you have to do this now. Hello. You know, and. Uh, my thing is, well, you know, is it going to save anyone's life? Or you know, what, what, are we, what are we actually going to gain from doing this now? And unless we get a lot of pleasure out of doing it now, there's not a lot of point, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll link to the Zelda game so people can have a look at yeah. what, what I'm currently eight to ten hours into. Um, yeah. I think the last one I spent about, clocked up about 200, 250 hours playing this one game. Like Wow. Just exploring every little nook and cranny of this massive world you can walk around or ride ride your horse around. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. But not for everyone, I guess. And I'm going to rediscover my DS and see what what I can find in that. <laughs> yeah, go on. Waste a few hours on that. Yeah, I am. I'm going to <laughs> I'm a loser. Yeah. Cool. All right, Sean, nice one. Yeah, you take care. You too. Yeah, I'll see you on the next time, on the next yeah. run around, eh? You be happy and uh, love to everybody. You yeah. take care. 
Likewise. See you, See you folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.